Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Alexander Peel. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, before we get on to today's conversation, got to do a little promotion for myself and my things like I always do. Uh, If you don't know, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family. If you don't know what Epicast is... Epicast is a Pittsburgh-based hub of different podcasters, comedians, and things of the such. And yeah, I am a part of that community. So if you're curious to know more about that, be sure to stop by Epicast.tv or look up, you know, Epicast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for just a lot of cool shit, cool people doing things in the city, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But uh, also, if you're not interested in any of that, but interested in what I'm doing, you know, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all that shit. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you already know that. But maybe you don't know who I am. And the only reason that you are here is because of this week's guest, which is my friend Jason Martinko. But for those of you who are here because of me and you don't know Jason, let me tell you a little bit about Jason. Jason is a man who wears many hats. He is a musician, a film director, an author, and other things. We're going to talk about it all today. Uh, My relationship with Jason personally is a bit of an interesting one. I've actually, he's been an acquaintance of mine for well over 10 years. He uh, used to work out in Monroeville. He worked at the Borders uh, and I was just a shitty mall rat. I didn't have a job out there, but we always saw each other on the bus and, uh, we're going to, we get into it today, but it's cool because he actually, he still lives in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And we recorded this episode today at, at his house and I fucking hadn't been over on that part of town in years. It was, it was weird, you know? Uh, it didn't really feel like it changed much. It all kind of looked the same, you know, after the episode I actually took probably about an hour long walk just around the neighborhood, just like seeing spots that I used to fuck around at and, you know, hang out and skate and stuff. And it was cool seeing it. It's a little wild how none of it's changed. Uh, there's like a weird sort of thing when, uh, things stay the same for so long and they don't change. Uh, it's like kind of sad in a way but then sometimes you know you see a place from your childhood and it's completely different and you're like oh it's not the same and that's sad too so I, it's all bullshit it doesn't really matter but i'm getting way off track uh <laughs> anyways yeah so how about i just uh shut up and we get on to our conversation today with jason martenko sit back relax And let's start the motherfucking beat! (laughs) 
all this shit. We've loosely known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned, I used to live right over there in the apartment. Right over the hill? Yeah, right over the hill from where this house is now. And I remember I used to see you on the bus all the time. Because I was just like, I was just a piece of shit that went to the mall all the time. And Uh you worked at Borders. Yep. (laughs) And uh, I do remember at the time then that you were doing music and stuff uh-huh. like that. So I guess that's probably what you've been doing the longest, right? Right, right. Um, so when did you start doing music? How did you get into it? Like, what was the well, thing that was like, fuck, I want to do that? Right. Uh, well, my father was a professional musician when I was growing up. He played before I was even born and stuff. So I just grew up with him, you know, practicing in the house with his band and uh, guitars in, in the rooms and stuff. And so I pretty much played guitar my entire life, just, you know, picking it up. Um, I got my first guitar when I was about 13, it was about 1992, I think. And uh, I finally got my first electric guitar and I started writing some songs. I had seen The the Doors okay. on the Ed Sullivan show on an old <laughs> rerun on TV. And I saw Jim Morrison on there and I said, man, you know, I really want to write songs and be like him. So, um that's what really got me wanting to do it professionally i had always kind of tinkered around with it but uh yeah i saw that and so i got a guitar that christmas that's what i wanted for christmas that year it was my first electric and uh i've been playing ever since i think when we met it was about 2003 i'm thinking probably maybe even a little bit sooner than that somewhere around 2000 okay uh because i graduated in 2004 okay and I moved out of this neighborhood just before I graduated. Oh wow! So yeah. So yeah, I think I was that. I was a little younger. It was probably two thousand, two thousand one. Wow. Okay. Uh, but you know that's only a couple years. It seems yeah. like, in in the time frame, it seemed like it was so much longer than it was. I find that as I'm getting older, like the years feel shorter. Mm. Having that bullshit now, so it's like, wow, I can't believe it's already almost Christmas. It sounds like such an old fuck. It's yeah. miserable. I hate it. Um, so that being said, kind of like definitely lost touch over the years. Like, I mean, right. that's not like we were like friends hanging out and stuff, but like, I, I didn't see you and I feel like probably ran into you a couple of yeah, times we ran here into each or there. Other a lot, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, now, uh, coming up, it's like, I was, uh, mentioning that I was trying to find some people that were involved in like porn stuff in different mm-hmm. ways. And then your name came up. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard from that dude in so long. What's right. going on? So I reached out, and, you know, now I'm here in your living room, and <laughs> you made a fucking book. It's laying yeah. there on the on the couch. I see it. Yeah. So let's get into that because yeah, I feel sure. like that's a lot's probably happened in the 11 years that right. I haven't seen you. Right. Well, I got into making movies, and I did that pretty much as a way to promote my band. Um, we came up with the idea that we were really into horror movies and stuff, and uh, – we figured we'd make a little horror movie to kind of promote our band. That that was around 2003, I think we started. Yeah, that. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah, it came out in 06. It took what was the movie called? Uh, Gone the Way of Flesh. Yep, I remember that. And uh, yeah, we put that together. And uh, Troma, who made the Toxic Avenger and stuff, they were supposed to put it out. They had picked it up, but they kind of sat on it for a couple years. And so we eventually just put it out ourselves um, on DVD and stuff. But we got it on Netflix and everything. We had a big premiere for it. So it, uh, it kind of was successful, and um, from there, we started making a sequel, and um, 
I had always been into like 70s and 80s porn stuff. Like I just always loved it my whole life. How did how did you get into that? Just like being a like yeah, the, just like a kid like watching porn. Like, yeah, pretty word. much. Yeah, but know. then like never uh, never gravitating towards modern porn. You're like. Well, I like the modern stuff too. I do, but uh, I mean, I'm just—I was going to like compare it to like that person that never wants to stop listening to Led Zeppelin. No, no, I like it all. But uh, I was always interested in the old ones just because they were like an actual movie. You know, it wasn't just scenes of girls like spliced together. It was actually like a story. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, it was like a budget movie. So yeah, there's probably like, a weird like campy element to uh, it. So yeah, because yeah, we always like the old horror movies and stuff. They're very similar to that you know just low budget things so uh i started contacting some old actors and actresses that i liked out of the old movies just like pretty much on myspace actually um i found them on there and just started talking to them and stuff and there was one guy in particular named jamie gillis who was an old actor and he's like one of the best actors in old porn movies they call him the marlon brando of, <laughs> of porn and uh he got real into his his roles and stuff, and I really liked him a lot. So I talked to him, and I wanted to get him to play in the second movie we were making. Okay. So he lived in New York, and he, you know, we reached out to him, and he was interested in everything. So he said he'd do it. So uh, me and my buddy Jordan, who was in my band, we were the guys that made the movie. Um, we went up to New York and met him and filmed his scenes and stuff. And he was telling me at the time, uh, you know, about these old movies he was in and, you know, saying you should check this one out and check this one out by this director and stuff. So when I got back into town in Pittsburgh, I uh, I just looked to see if there was a book that would have, you know, an index so I could look these movies up and get information about them. And I realized no one had ever written a book that had that information in it. So I thought it might be something I could do. And um it was it was pretty hard, but yeah, I'm uh, looking at that fucking book. It's <laughs> thick. There's a lot of information. Yeah. I'm gonna tell. There's probably a lot of information in that thing. Yeah, I, I went through. About okay, so like when you were reaching out to people <clears throat> on MySpace, that was just for uh, like curiosities and for the movie. Yeah, pretty you weren't much, thinking about the book at this time, right? I was pretty much just trying to get people that were old, you know, retired porn actors that might want to have a cameo in this little horror movie we were making. Sure, I just thought it'd be a fun idea. And um, from talking to them, yeah, I just got interested in their their old you know catalogs and stuff and so what happened with the movie did you get the movie done the second movie still not finished okay yeah never never did finish it yet well making but, a movie's a lot of fucking yeah. work did, was the book distracting from that a little bit yeah it took me six years to write this book and uh interviewed tons of directors and old actresses and actors and stuff I'm, were people excited about it yeah the, everyone was really nice and uh yeah people were just so excited i was i cared about it <laughs> their old movies they were totally willing to <laughs> tell me anything i wanted to know so it was cool oh you let's know. let's get into the book a little bit more yeah. then so when did the book come out i think uh, 2011 so okay finally published uh McFarlane and Companies. It was put out by a, a major publisher. Did you have a hard time getting the book published? No, actually, uh, no. I, I sent around about maybe five letters telling what I'd done, and uh, within a week I had a, a publisher <laughs> offer me a contract. <laughs> so it was effortless there. What's the like, reaction? <clears throat> what was the reaction to it? Well, it's the book costs seventy five dollars, so most of my friends can't afford to buy it. But uh, okay. <laughs> But it's worth it, though, I think. I mean, I put so much work into it, just years and years of, of research and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, people like it. People that have gotten it seem to like it. What were uh, um, I imagine? There's probably a lot of shit that you found out about and learned about over the course of yeah this book. And actually, I knew nothing, pretty much nothing about it before I started writing the book. I, I um, you know, I was just wondered about these things and who made these things and who were these people in them and I didn't know until I delved into it and <laughs> and now you know a lot yeah now so I know like a lot. what are maybe a, like a couple things like what, let's just shoot with like one thing in particular it's like one of the most like like interesting things that you might have learned over the process of writing this book well, <clears throat> I guess it was interesting to learn that the mob really had a lot to do with the financing um Pretty much none of it would have been possible without the mob putting their money into it. and Like uh, in the early days or mm-hmm. all together? Okay. Yeah. That ended like in the 80s. I'd say they pretty much the, they uh, you know stopped the mob from having their hand in it. But, uh, but yeah, it was cool. Pretty much back in the day, um, there were just like these silent 10-minute stag loops. You've probably heard of, you know, little uh-huh. stag movies. And guys in armies and stuff would, uh, you know have little stag parties and show these these silent movies and until the mob got involved uh, you know they made the first movie which was Deep Throat and that was the first one that really was like a feature film in a theater that okay yeah I've always heard that that was like the first one mm-hmm. but I didn't know if it was really the first one there were a couple that might have been before it you know but, there's uh, people would be like Black Sabbath's the first metal band then there's always right. like one guy it's like no actually right. okay there were other ones but this one was shown in you know various theaters these other ones were might have just been shown like a one nighter in some yeah. little art theater you know but Deep so the Third first the like first major, major release one. yeah, yeah. It was just real interesting to learn, you know. That, did you get to talk to anybody from that that was involved in that? I did talk to Harry Reams from that. Yeah, he's the, he's the male star in that one. Okay. Linda Lovelace was dead. But, uh, yeah, talked to Harry Reams a little bit. He uh selling real estate and stuff, so he wasn't too interested <laughs> to help with it. But uh, he wished me a lot of luck anyway. Did you find that a lot with uh, people that you're reaching out to who were just, like, really removed from it and didn't want anything to do with it? Most of them were willing to talk. There were a couple that, um, he was one of the main ones that, yeah, said he wasn't doing it anymore and didn't want to really be involved. But most everyone else was pretty proud of what they've done. (laughs) The, um, was there anybody that, like, you were really, really looking forward to getting a chance to talk to that you got to? Sika. Uh, yeah, she was my favorite actress in the 80s and stuff, uh. Yeah, it was cool to meet her and talk to her. And was everything. that like somebody that maybe like you had an early interest in like before mm-hmm. writing the book and then like, well, oh, yeah. like, now I get to talk to this person. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> really excited to meet her. <laughs> I always collected her stuff. Did you uh, do a lot of the interviews for this like over the phone or through internet email type Mostly, stuff? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple people I did get to meet. Uh, there's a film convention in Ohio called Cinema Wasteland uh, every six months and uh Pretty much uh, at one of those conventions, they have like one classic adult star feature that, that comes in. So I got to meet several people that way. It was cool. Marilyn Chambers from Behind the Green Door and a couple people there. Yeah, I definitely don't have any real knowledge of old porno. Yeah, and most or, people don't. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like a lost, a lost thing. And, um, you know, the films really did have money behind them. They had scripts and a whole crew. You know, they had uh, musicians that scored the movies yeah. and stuff, you know. And I, I tried to figure out all that stuff <laughs> and put it all in this book, you know. 
I think it's just as important as any you know any other old movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what about like what's going on now since uh, you put out the book and you know you're still doing music and shit like mm-hmm. that? I'm guessing, right? Yep. So like, what you working on any big projects right now or just? Taking it easy. I just finished uh, another book about a uh, another book. Yeah, Ooh. about a country musician called David Allen Coe. Okay, I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, yeah, he was a '70s outlaw country singer. I wrote a book about him, and I just got to meet him uh, last month. We went down to Morgantown, me and my girlfriend April, and got to meet him and his band and stuff. And uh, I gave him a copy of the book printed out, and so he's going through it now, checking for accuracy and everything. What was the interest in that? It was the same thing. I uh, just got into his music and wanted to collect his records, and I just well, I went on Amazon to see if someone had written a book about him that might have that info in there, and nobody did. Was there so. a part of you like <laughs> hoping that someone had it written already so you didn't have to do it? No, I mean, really. I'm, I'm, or the opposite, <laughs> like, I hope nobody did this so I could fucking do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I only do it because I have to. Yeah, if somebody else would have done it, I, I'd be happy. But. So, uh, but before uh, <laughs> the... The name of the book is the uh, the Triple X filmography. Yeah, 1968 to 1988. Right. Before that, did you have any interest in writing? Um. Yeah. I mean, I've always written poetry and songs, and um, I actually pu- self-published a, a poetry book a few years ago. Okay. And uh, a book of lyrics from my my band and stuff. Um, I, and I have those on Amazon. And. Uh, but I never really thought about writing a novel or any kind of like research book, really. I, I guess not. Other than that, yeah, it's always more for just expression. But um, it yeah. seems like it's. I mean, if you have written two books now, yeah. it seems, I guess it's something that you're into. I guess so, yeah. So what, what's the story with uh, like a brief story of David Allen Coe? I don't know anything about the guy. Yeah, he. Uh... Well, he, he was in prison for most of his life. When he was nine years old, he got sent to a uh, reform school, pretty much because his parents didn't want him. And he didn't get out of there until he was about 27 years old. He was in and out of uh, reform schools in prison until he was 27 years old. Got out of there, went to Nashville, was writing songs in prison and playing in a prison band. And uh, he got picked up in Nashville and hit it big after that. He always had trouble with the law. He was like, oh. <laughs> Big time outlaw, <laughs> but uh, I thought he was real interesting, and I love his songs, and uh, I just wanted to have a book about him. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh, not out yet. That's not out yet. Yeah, yeah I'm, said- I'm working out the deal with the publisher, but I do have a publisher for that, and uh, it should be coming out sometime in probably in the next six months. I hope. What is like uh, getting like a book published or getting a movie distributed and like getting like music distributed. Have Mm -hmm. you noticed any like similarities and differences between those three worlds? Yeah, they all work hand in hand. It's pretty much the same process. Just, uh, bugging people to (laughs) to pay attention to you pretty much, but you just have to, you know, you just gotta have thick skin and, you know, you can't get offended when people say that it's shit and, you know, you just gotta keep, keep pushing. Yeah. I mean, like that's, I've, spent the majority of my past 11 years since seeing you on the bus and stuff mm-hmm. just mainly doing music stuff mm-hmm. uh, uh i mean i don't really draw and paint much anymore oh really yeah, yeah i don't it's just, either it's i just don't have the time for it mm-hmm. just, anytime i try to sit down with something i don't have like that passion to really do anything i just like look at the paper i don't even know Aww. what i want to draw 
That's how yeah. I first met you. I see yeah. you drawing cool pictures in your sketchbook on the bus. I'm yeah. Like, oh, man, I want to check that out. It looks yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And then, uh, but, yeah, music's a hard racket. It is. You know, I think, like, with books, do you know, I, I is there a lot of, like, did you do, like, like digital distribution for that book? Yeah, yeah they is that did. Some, is that something that you noticed, like, more people gravitated towards and having, like, physical products? I don't think so. I mean, I do get sales on the I digital think, thing, but it's, yeah, it's about equal. You, yeah, if you want – I think for something like that, you're probably going to want the hard copy. Yeah, to pull it and off And anybody that and... is interested in stuff from, you know, that time frame is probably mm-hmm. somebody that's into collecting physical goods anyways. Exactly, yeah. It's just we're in like a really weird transition. It is with uh, the way people engage with uh, media of any mm-hmm. sorts. You know, so many people are comfortable having it all on a piece of plastic inside yeah. their pocket. You know, like yeah. I have every phone, every album ever <laughs> yeah. on this little thing. It's just like I don't. That doesn't seem to. Something yeah. seems missing. Right. You seem like some somebody that's in, into collecting physical goods. I am. Looking yeah. in your room, you know, I have yeah. a little bunch of tapes. Yeah. I, I have a lot of the same uh, DVDs and VHS tapes that you have. Cool. I feel like I'm in. I'm sitting in my living room a little <laughs> nice. bit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always a, a comfortable space whenever I walk in. It's just like, yeah. Like. I have that Psychotronic <clears throat> video guide. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I have I have that same copy of Maniac on DVD yeah. over there. Just like it's like I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> so, uh I guess the one thing that we have talked the least about right now is your music and your band. Are you still mm-hmm. active? Yeah. yeah, we are. Uh have you put out any albums or anything recently or you just no, like the, uh, well my band for the longest time was the jason martenko review we were rockabilly and uh, rhythm and blues and stuff and we did that i guess until about 2012 yeah okay and then um then we kind of went acoustic and now we're called the braddock brothers and we're doing like bluegrass and old time country okay what was up with the change well I don't know, me. All that David uh, Allen Co. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, me and my drummer, Jordan McMillan, who I made the movies with, uh, we had been together for the longest time and doing the music and stuff and just struggling through it. And um, we kind of got tired of playing the bars and doing the every week gigs and stuff. And uh, he kind of got sick of it and just didn't want to play out anymore and i understood and i felt the same way i just needed to change i guess there's like a limited market unfortunately for the rockabilly in pittsburgh mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah there is but um i don't know i just needed a change and then uh, uh for valentine's day one day my girlfriend april got me uh, a mandolin which i'd never learned to play or uh, i don't know and i just got to mess around with and then i just Picked it up pretty quick and then started listening to bluegrass and country and stuff. Just trying to, I play by ear. I don't read music or anything. So I just got to get records to play along to to learn. Yeah. So I did that and then I just got into it and kind of went from there. Um, Yeah, it's different. It's a lot different. No, we were doing like three part harmony singing, which we never tried to do. I was always the only singer. (laughs) And uh, that was pretty hard to learn how to do. But uh, we, yeah, we're doing good with it. I guess it's fun to challenge yourself and mm-hmm. try new things. Yeah, just keep yeah, gotta keep doing new things. 
But uh, we haven't released anything yet. Uh, we haven't recorded anything yet. We've just been playing shows. Any plans to? Or you th- yeah, we will someday, yeah. I think. Probably, yeah. Um, Out of the three, we'll say, like, music, uh, cinema, writing, mm-hmm. what do you find to be, like, your favorite? Like, if you had to pick one, what would It'd you pursue? Music, yeah, music was always what I always wanted to do. And uh, I kind of just did the other things as a way to promote the music and... <laughs> of the love of the music but yeah that's that's really what i am it seems like a bummer though because i feel like out of the three music's probably the most uh congested yeah the least so... least successful probably <laughs> yeah. it's true but uh yeah it's hard i think that was a really interesting idea to like do a movie to help push the band and stuff like that do you do you think that how do you think that worked out yeah uh people love the movie but i don't think it uh, it really made anyone buy any of the band's <laughs> albums anymore or anything uh, that was the goal but uh, um the movie was a horror movie right uh-huh, okay yeah. so like well how was it uh had you filmed anything prior to that no no we had no experience and my drummer jordan he had just won a camcorder in a contest at his job <laughs> And so we'd been. So that's how it started. Yeah, he won oh, that. And we, we were watching all these old, you know, exploitation movies and stuff while we practiced with the band, and we started filming some of our live concerts and stuff. So we had all this footage of us playing live. And I was like, man, you know, we could do it. some of these movies are so terrible. I'm like, we could get some girls to get naked and, you know, put blood on them. And <laughs> I like how that was like the the, the first priority. <laughs> like, if we can get some girls to get naked and put blood right. on them. Like, this movie's gonna be fucking great. Yeah. Put it together with our band footage in there. That's all you need. That's what we did. Did you ever have any sort of, like, interest in, like, uh, as you were going through the book? Has there ever a thought of, like, making a porn? Have yeah, you ever sure. thought about that? Yeah, yeah, we've tried. Or is tried. that, like, a whole... Di- you've tried? Yeah, we looked into it and stuff. I, I even talked to some lawyers and stuff about if we could film it here in Pittsburgh and stuff. And Lawyers? Uh, yeah, I got okay, lawyers all to right. check. Yeah, for all my... For my books and stuff, I got lawyers to check out all the contracts and everything. I've always had them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a gray area. Other really? people I've talked to in the business and stuff. I, I'm curious about like so. It's I was I'm really curious about the production elements right. of like uh, a produced porn. I feel like right. so much stuff that I see now is a lot of like <clears> this like. POV DIY sort of like there's no mm. production elements in it. Right. And it seems like anybody could do it anywhere. Yeah. Are you telling me that like that's not true? It's not. I mean, most of those movies are filmed in like they're pretty much all being filmed in Vegas now. Um cuz California's kind of put some new laws out that it's making it hard. Like what are these like how does anybody even know? I'm like uh, right. super curious. I know cuz yeah, if you're indoors, yeah. who knows, but uh I do believe most of them are filmed filmed in Vegas now. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, the laws are strict on it. And, uh, it seems state to state the laws are different. In, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, there's nothing on the books, according to this lawyer I talked to. So, you know, we could film something, but then if somebody decides they want to say, hey, you weren't allowed to do that, then we could still get in trouble. So, yeah, I don't know. We, we never tried to really do it. I tried to figure out the safest way to do it legally, and I didn't really get any clear answers. That's so bizarre to me. I don't see what, what the big deal would be. Yeah, and a lot of it has to do with uh, distribution, too, because you can't, like, uh, 
sell stuff over state lines. You can't distribute. So um, you could possibly film something here if you had a distributor to pick it up and then let them deal with distributing it. But yeah, if you have like a website or something, you film something here and then somebody, you know, downloads it from, I don't know, like Maryland or something, you could get in trouble. Really? Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So it's sketchy. We tried to look into it. Do you think there is there like a porno lawyer out there somewhere that like specializes in the porn laws? Um, Yeah, I think there really would be. (laughs) Um, Never talked to one. (laughs) So, um, what do you find? Like, what are like your favorite things about porn? I guess, and like as far as like like styles or like uh i don't i don't know the right way to word it it's like uh-huh. you know people might be like oh like my favorite kind of movies are like horror movies right like what what is your preferred porn when i of the old stuff i like what they call the roughies which uh pretty much were made in new york city uh and they were mostly shown at the avon theaters in new york city and uh, they were made by directors like guys named uh, sean costello and Phil Prinz, and these were like really rough, dirty, grimy movies that were shot on, you know, like a $300 budget. Okay. Um, and just really scummy. And <laughs> Like how? <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, my fa- one of my favorite movies starring the guy Jamie Gillis, who got me into all this stuff, is called Water Power. And it's a movie about a guy that's called the Enema Bandit. And he goes around and gives women forced enemas at gunpoint which, you know, they really do in the movie. And he, he rapes them and, and stuff. <laughs> so, just really sick, twisted stuff. You know, a lot of incest. What and, year was this? Oh, geez, I think 77 or 74, I want to say. So that's that's pretty intense, yeah, right? Yeah. So, Mike, I'd be, I'm, I'm assuming you probably talked to him a little bit about that. Uh-huh. Okay, they, so they just looked at it as as funny, you know. It was just like they were just having fun. You know, they just shot this movie in a couple of days and with their friends, and it was just a fun thing. It was actually inspired by a true story. There was a real guy that was uh, that really did this, and they read about it in the newspaper, and so they made a movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that it's it's funny. Uh, what do you think the odds of somebody getting away with making something like that today are? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like we've come all these years and we've just gone backwards because I don't see anybody making a movie like that these days. <laughs> like, Yeah, the stuff they did back then was just pushed the limit so much. We, we would never even dare to do it these days and I don't understand why all these years later we can't have stuff like that. Yeah, I think that it's so like you're into really just like abrasive over yeah. the top like fucked up shit yeah just, just as just, extreme like, I, as i can find like i just yeah okay <laughs> so like is that more is like does that i feel like part of that's probably like hand in hand with your interest in horror movies exactly yeah it's just that shock value i just want to see something that i'm like what why like, <laughs> why would you do that that's, that's what i'm looking for <laughs> So, like, have you ever seen anything that you were just like, whoa, that's too much? No. 
<laughs> no. And it's funny Not because, yet. like, you're, uh, for anybody that doesn't know you, you're, like, a, you're a quiet, pretty mild-mannered gentleman. Like, kind and very, like, you know, approachable. Yeah. And just be like, hey, like, you know, so, like, by the way, did you know that one of my favorite porno movies <laughs> is this guy that forces enemas and rapes women? I know. Be like, oh. So nothing's too much for you. No. No, if, it, if it's been filmed, I'll watch it, you know. If someone's willing to, to do it, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, fuck. Because I was going to be like, well, let's talk about... I was really curious to, like, see where the line was. Yeah. And then do you talk have a line? Is there what crosses you've the seen line? That... Um, probably just, like, some shit stuff that's, like, a mm-hmm. little bit, like bizarre to me yeah that doesn't bother me how does it not bother you i'm actually i I feel like that's not that's not something that i hear too often yeah it's very typical it's like the fact that people are doing it doesn't bother me Uh uh-huh but i just don't really have any interest in watching it it. or do you are you into like uh like any of that stuff like like faces of death oh yeah stuff yeah like, i had those since i was a little kid i <laughs> love those faces of death movies yeah I got and just all like those. all that stuff is stuff yeah, that's it's not too much for you You're right just, just uh, my whole life i just was always looking for that thing that was that was too much uh, and i've never found it yet <laughs> but um yeah i always just loved the most extreme stuff you could find just the goriest and sickest It's funny to me. You remember, like, I remember what was, like, I think, like, one of the last really big sensations that a lot of people talked about was, remember, like, the two girls, one cup thing? Um, On, like, your scale of extreme, what what do you think that was? Not bad. From one to ten. I'd say five. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much nothing, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would be too extreme. I guess snuff. I've never found a real snuff movie yet. But do you think that there's um like when you're watching stuff like that, is it um it might not be too extreme, but do you find like that sort of thing like sexually intriguing, or is it more of just like a I can't believe this exists? Yeah, it's... really interesting to like. Cause whenever I watch Two Girls One Cup, the main thing that I was like looking at the whole time mm-hmm. was like the eyes of the people and trying to gauge like do you want to be doing this are right. you into this what's going on because this is happening right and this is very like interesting to me that you know this is being filmed and i know what like filming anything is like mm-hmm. there's like takes and cuts you got to do things over and over again it's right. not just like that's that, that's not like that was like a one take thing like right. this was like very that's like people don't realize <laughs> I, I, I... so like the people that are doing this are just like ah oh, you know like that it, that one didn't work out. We got to do it again. Right. And it's like, what do you mean? I have to like shit again or something. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that that's something that happens. Sure. I, I look at everything from an artistic point of view and I, you know, I'm always thinking about what went into the production and stuff. And when, when I see anything, yeah, even so. like if I'm at the mall and I see like a, like the giant billboard picture of like, you know, like some girl looking like all hot and sexy. I'm like, mm-hmm. how many bad pictures did they take to get that right. good one? So yeah, it's all just funny to me. I, I just, <laughs> it does intrigue me to think like, what got this girl to this point in her life? <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing that I've always been like 
somewhat fascinated with uh as far as sex stuff goes is like people that do cross that line and Mm -hmm. get into like i want to mess around with shit it's like yeah how do you even figure out that that's what you want to do i figure that the most uh the most sense I've been able to make out of it is it has to like start from something in like your childhood that just like yeah. carries with you. It's it not must, because you could do other kinds of porn if you know. I mean, yeah, I think that that's like that's that. like wait. I feel like there there can't be like just one day you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do. You yeah, know, I don't I think that think. it's like heroin or something. I don't think uh-huh. that like there's like like a gateway drug of sex acts that leads up to right. that. Yeah, you have to like it a little bit to be doing it at all, I think. Like, yeah. I mean, there it's has like, to be something like, there. Like, that... I feel like stuff like like blood play and things like that can be a gateway where it's like, oh, like there's like like pulling and scratching and this and that. Mm. And then you work up to that easily. I don't feel like you work up to <laughs> shit. No. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> it's a <laughs> shitty mystery. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm interested in, in any weird things people are making. <laughs> I feel like uh, what was another one uh, that I never even watched it. I just had no curious interest in watching it. But there was like the one with like the guy in the glass jar in his butt. I heard of that? Yeah, I didn't watch it either. That... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just. So, like, you hear about these things, and you weren't like, oh, man, like, I need to go seek this out. Yeah, I didn't look that one up. Um, <laughs> maybe if a girl did it, I might watch it. <laughs> All right, so maybe there's, like, there is, like, a, some sort of a line. Like, you're definitely more interested in things if there's a, a female involved. Yeah, I guess. So, I guess, yeah. That's fine. Like, I mean, like... If you're you're into what you're into, but I really don't like like watching dudes that much either. It's just not like my thing. Yeah, but some people are into that. Right. Some dudes are into dudes. Yeah. Good for That's them. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of all of this shit, no pun intended. Uh, wait, what are you what are you up to now? I know that you work at Guitar Center, right? Mm-hmm. You work with a lot of fucking people that I know. Yep. Yep. And uh, just chill it out i guess right like Pretty any, much, any yeah. other like hobbies or things that you're doing um, I, I don't know about not really i i did start uh, i draw a little bit too and i did start working on a graphic novel so that's I, a fucking undertaking yeah i got about halfway through it and then it's I were just, you like writing it penciling it like the whole shebang yep, everything yeah dude i fucking tried to do a comic yeah. It's so much work. It is, yeah. It's, it's so hard. A, a newfound respect for any uh, anybody involved in that industry at all, but mm-hmm. particularly like the indies that will do everything themselves yeah. from story to writing it to inking it to publishing it. It's, it's so much work. It is. I want to finish it, so I, I do plan to finish it someday. But it's like a kung fu black exploitation story called Soul Fist. <laughs> and, uh, yeah hopefully i'll get back to that one day but uh yeah just playing with the bluegrass band working on that stuff and uh, i did start writing a- another new book about an old soul singer called joe tex uh, so I-, I just started the the beginning of that so it'll be a little while till that what, what was the uh interest in that 
he was a guy that I always collected his records since I was a little kid and stuff. And uh, no one ever wrote a book about him. And so it's uh, something I always was thinking about. And, uh, I think I'm finally going to do it. Yeah, we'll see. Do you have any interest in, like, extreme abrasive styles of music? Not really, which is funny. Yeah, because it, it seems like, you know... Like, you... GGL would be my favorite thing, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do uh, you Are you interested in him as a person at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's cool, but uh, I wouldn't want to go to one of his shows, really. <laughs> Get shit thrown on me. <laughs> so, I feel like I, I am seeing, like, a some sort of like a line like i think yeah. that you like to like see these things but definitely from like uh in front of the curtain like you yeah. maybe don't want to get too up close and personal with some of these things but you yeah, do like to observe true. it like a with i don't know the fucking word i'm looking for yeah just like the, from, from the, the living out, room i guess yeah from the outside looking in yeah you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, musically, I don't know. I, I, I'm just old school when it comes to music. I just always like the old guys, you know, Elvis and Buddy Holly and stuff. And I don't know. I never got into the any any like modern music that you that you're into. Oh, not really. Like, what do you think? Like the newest uh, artist you remember? Uh, there's like... a guy named Sturgill Simpson right now that I like, country guy. Um, I like J.D. McPherson. He plays like some rockabilly type stuff. But these are guys that you know. Do you find that... <laughs> this is actually a really interesting thought. Do you think that maybe an issue with you and like promoting the music that you guys were making was the fact that maybe a lot of people who listen to that music don't listen to new artists? Yeah. And they're not, like, interested in looking new new artists so they don't even realize that, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like, the Jason Martinker review is a thing. Or, the uh, yeah. what is it, the Braddock Brothers? Mm-hmm. The Braddock Brothers are a thing because it's just, like, they there's no good music out there. Yeah. I just want to keep... I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm always looking for the old guys, and it's... Yeah, I understand that. That's but... a... It's... I, I find the same thing with me and the, like weird hip-hop stuff that i do mm-hmm. because so many of the people i know who listen to that music don't like go out of their way to look for new talent they right. just want to like stick to what they know and it, it's such a weird thing it's mm-hmm. such a weird thing when you realize that it is yeah it's like i'm making music for people that uh are like introverts yeah <laughs> it's like how do you reach out to them it's an interesting thought i know <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right there maybe maybe that's why people uh sell out yeah <laughs> it makes sense i know it's a shame um what are your thoughts on we're gonna jump we're jumping around a lot but i'm just mm. thinking about random shit and just throwing it at you yeah what are your jesus christ computer we're good the thoughts on the one thing that has really surprised me. It's like, okay, so the music that you're into hasn't really gone mainstream by any means. And obviously, like, the porn world has gone, like, this weird, like, DIY, anyone can do it, lost a lot of production value. Mm-hmm. But horror, like, extreme horror, has actually gotten pretty popular and pretty, like, accepted. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are into that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that and like modern horror 
Do you keep up with any like new movies that are coming out? I do a little bit. Yeah, I try to see a lot of the new ones. Um, I don't like a lot of them, I guess, but uh, hmm, that's an interesting. What were your question. thoughts on like 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 the Human Centipede? I enjoyed that. The that the, was the fun. doctor was the best part of yeah. that movie. He was the best dude. Yeah. I remember when that came out. Uh, I looked up his IMDb. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he was in like a shit ton of German movies. And the only two English title movies on his list were The Human Centipede uh-huh. and another movie called Suck My Dick. I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was really, really awesome. It made me just like like that guy. From yeah, it was fucking cool. sweet. Did you see the second one? I did, yeah. I liked that. Uh, it was pretty gross. Uh-huh. They, they did a good job they on that did, one. Yeah. I, I wish it wasn't in black and white, but uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for those kind of movies. I'll, I'll watch those all day. <laughs> so, but it's like the, I feel like somebody like you who has like uh, apparently seen some shit. Again, no pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh Do you find like the Human Centipede like cute? No, no. I thought do you that think was that it's, like a, a, intense. I thought it held up. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't it... think that it was like really all that bad. Personally, when uh-huh. I watch, it. I know some people are like, oh, never watch it. I'm like, it's fair. Eh. It's yeah. really not that aggressive, but then again, maybe just some of the stuff that I've seen and I'm used to, I just have like a tolerance level yeah, for. Yeah, right. It had some sick stuff in it. Um, yeah, I like it. I mean, any any other uh, movies? Did you see Martyrs by any chance? No. That's, That's probably one. my favorite uh, horror movie from the past decade. Huh. Uh, it's a French film. Okay. It's like a revenge story, but like also has like this weird like religious theme going on it's like two movies almost it's Hmm. like once the revenge plot like sums up you're like oh okay this movie's done but there's like a whole nother hour where it's just like it turns it's an awesome movie i'll check it out highly recommended yeah (laughs) but what anything that you've seen that you were like fuck yeah like this is awesome Hmm. um I guess the last one I saw was called Robo Kid. Uh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, there was a lot of violence and stuff. <laughs> uh, um, did you ever hear a Serbian film? Yeah, yeah, I haven't it? seen it, but I have heard of it. It's pretty sick. Um, yeah, it's, that's one of the sickest movies I've ever seen. Probably. Oh, really? Yeah. But, um, what What was that one? What happens in that one? I don't want to spoil it in case you ever watch it, but it's basically about like a porn actor that these people bring out of retirement and uh, pay him to be in this thing that they're making, and he doesn't know what it is until he gets there. But um, they make him do all kind of like... What year was it from? A couple years back, I'd say. A couple years, like 2013, 2014, something like that. But um, It's worth checking out. It's it's good for like a one-time shock. Once you've seen it once, it's like, you know doesn't really work the second time yeah is there any like horror stuff that you're familiar with that you find to be maybe a little overrated now like are you an eli roth fan a lot of people kind of give him a lot of credit for being like extreme Mm -hmm. i didn't see the new green inferno i I love the original cannibal holocaust i'd like to see that um the hostels i think i think they're okay i mean they're not my favorite but I, i generally like him sarts in the right place um, what about any of the, a lot of like the remakes that have happened? Like Rob Zombie did the Halloweens yeah, and, watch uh, a lot of them. I, I, I think there was like, like the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah, I didn't see it. Some other shit. I didn't care for Nightmare the... on Elm Street had one. Nah, didn't, yeah. didn't watch those. 
How do you feel about, like, even outside of... Because I'm assuming you enjoy movies outside of horror. So you get oh, yeah. a lot of kung fu stuff around here. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of, like, digging through. I recognize the spines of a lot of these DVDs because uh-huh. I have a lot of these DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, like, remakes in general. Like, I've heard that they're talking about doing Big Trouble in Little China, and oh. that makes me feel some type of way. Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite movies oh, ever. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see... Yeah, I just can't watch remakes of stuff like that. I just hurts me <laughs> yeah i mean it's does it like why do you feel that it's that hard for somebody to just come up with new content right I, I don't know why but or do you i think that another thing that happens a lot of the time is that these screenwriters who whoever you know go to these hollywood studios with an original idea right and the studio's like well people don't want to see an original idea but if we replace this character with this Mm-hmm. You know, we can make this like a gem movie. Did you hear about the gem movie yeah. that came out? And like, apparently, there's like nothing to do with. Yeah, the original. I think that somebody just went to the studio with like a script for like teenage girls that had a band. Right. Who's just like, well, nobody's gonna want to see this, but if we make it gem, we'll maybe people like, go. yeah, maybe the but that they, they were way off the fucking mark with that because yeah. anybody who would want to see a gem movie wants to see a gem movie not like this fucking like disney channel shit yeah i had some girlfriends real disappointed with that one but uh yeah i agree i think it's the studios that do it i think people probably do have original ideas and just can't get them out there and the studios just want to put out what they know is going to sell which is remakes i don't know it's a shame i guess that's why i look for the old stuff because that's when the, the ideas were when the new. ideas were fresh, yeah. yeah. I really like listening to old music just because of the limited resources and like how precise the musicians had to be at right. the time. I mean, you now working in Guitar Center, I'm sure that like you're very familiar with like uh you know, like you got your pro tools and all of your shit that you could do. Anybody mm-hmm. can record an album in their fucking bedroom and push a button and fix all their notes. Yep. And, Make you your know, voice in key and everything. Yeah, and, I know. And, it's it's you know, sick. Listening to old like Beach Boys records and it's just like I'm not a Beach Boys fan. But respect because yeah. there's like so much precision yeah. and clarity to like the recording, the performance, everything is fucking on. Yeah. On point. Actually, I, the reason why I brought that up was because just on Friday night, I was at Spirit. I met some friends down there, and it also mm-hmm. happened to be like a Beach Boys tribute thing. Okay. And there was people playing Beach Boys songs, and none of those motherfuckers were Brian Wilson. Yeah. And it was just like <laughs> it was it was atrocious. Like really? it was like these songs, if they're not perfect, I don't want to hear them. Yeah, I hear you. It's just some like music you can get away with, you yeah. know, like. This is like that requires a precision. That, it does, yeah. Um, fuck, I feel like I I went way off, man. We were somewhere. <laughs> Where were we at? Why was I talking about all that stuff? So we were talking about modern horror movies. Yeah, and then I was trying to bring up something with like you're working at guitars. Oh, you were just talking about like seeking out new music and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, when it was real, I think that that's yeah. where we were at. Like every, it's so hard to trust music now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know. I listen to these guys that were, the whole band was recorded with one microphone in the middle of the room, and you know that's what you hear is what was going on. You know, there's no <laughs> overdubs. I just love that. I just love the real thing. Oh, 
I know what I want to ask you about. Yeah. Okay. So, on the topic of remakes, mm-hmm. or, or movies and stuff, how do you feel about the new Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I know really? I know everyone's all excited about it. And my friends are all excited. Uh, it kind of hurts me a little bit. I don't know. Really? <laughs> the newest Indiana Jones? No. <sighs> I, I had no interest in that. No. Um, honestly, Indiana Jones was never one of my favorites. No. Um, I liked those about equally, Star Wars and Indiana Jones when I was a kid. I, I loved both of those so much. But I don't know this new Star Wars man. Did you watch the trailers? Were you all like did, yeah, excited? Yeah, like did. everybody was no. like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> I can't get excited for it. I don't. I just feel so betrayed by it. I, really? Yeah. Uh, I was just disgusted when he, you know, did those those re-releases when the '90s was it. Uh huh. That just turned me off so bad. And then when the new ones, you know, episodes one through three came out, I never even watched episode three. I made it through one and two, and I was done. I saw through three was definitely the best one. That's what they say. That's not saying much. They they hurt me deeply. (laughs) I just, yeah. I wish I could get excited for it. I I love Star Wars, and I love Star Wars figures and stuff, like, more than anything when I was five years old. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel betrayed. I... I'm definitely. I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. I I haven't bought tickets already like a lot of people uh-huh. have. I'll see it on my own time. I, I feel probably like probably will. You're gonna need to. There's no way you're not gonna see it. I'm surprised in all these years you never took the time to watch episode three. I tried once and I shut it off. I I just I hate them. I just really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that there's any way I'm gonna like this new one, but. Um, Maybe I'll try it. Yeah, I mean, it, who knows? I think that you excited for it. Eh. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess I was never super obsessed with Star Wars, mm. like some people have. Uh, I have the movies, mm. uh, the original VHS tapes. I cool. don't have those redone ones. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck that. That was what really I, turned me off. There. I didn't, you know, I didn't care for episodes one through three. You know, mm. I ha- I have a Star Wars shirt or two. I have some mm. of the old figures. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I enjoy it about as much as I enjoy, like, I don't know, French fries. Yeah. No, actually, I probably like French fries more than Star yeah. Wars. But it was the, it, it's it's there. Yeah. I'm happy that it exists. And mm-hmm. I will go see it, but I'm not going to, like, yeah. freak out over it. And I can't get into, like, heated Star Wars arguments. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, every fucking side character's name or the names of all the fucking, like, ships and things that they ride on and no. all the names of the fucking planets and the cities and all this shit. I have some friends that are like that. It's right. like, god damn it. Like, I have other things to worry about. <laughs> yeah, not big on my list these days, but I loved it once. It's interesting. Like, I think that a thing that me and you have in common is that so much of who we are now is who we have been probably since we were like 10, even younger. Yep. And uh, (laughs) I wonder sometimes if like our generation, because I just turned 30 this year. I don't know how old you are. 36. Okay. Um, So, but like are like that, like kind of like, decade of around where we are like the 90 like late 80s 90s i feel like that's like there's something that's like nostalgia is so 
deeply ingrained yeah. in people from that time frame. And I wonder how long it's going to take before like we're like done. Like we're fizzled yeah. out. Like people that are into like having like figurines in physical copies of movies and records and just like stuff. Yeah, we're probably the last ones. You think? Yeah, it's so weird to me. Like I don't know how into, like, comic collecting you are. Yeah, I got a bunch. Have you noticed, like, a decrease in the value of comics? Oh, yeah. Because, like, the people that were willing to pay a lot of money for the shit are dead or dying? Maybe. Maybe that's part of it. Like, a lot of, like, the old comics. It's just, like, that anybody that was interested in this shit, a lot of them died. And I noticed that same trend is starting to happen now with a lot of old records. Yep. Um, I mean, it also doesn't help that, like, they're continuously repressing like the entire Beatles and mm. Rolling Stones catalog every year for fucking their record store day bullshit you know right. it's like this one comes with an extra fold out thing and like it's different it's different but uh, the vinyl is popular again though I always love vinyl yeah I mean, yeah I'm a big record collector yeah. I have been for a long time Me and too. uh that's another thing too is it's like now it doesn't make sense there's albums that have come out like a year or two ago that I have a harder time finding that are like more expensive on like the resale market mm-hmm. than albums that are like 30, 40 years old that, that I might right? want to find. Yeah. Just be, it's just, it's just people that are willing to pay that money for that stuff are people who are younger and collecting now. So they want the music that's fresher mm-hmm. and it's like that older stuff. It's like kids that are around my age or a little bit younger than me. They aren't seeking it out. Mm-hmm. And the older people just, nah, they're over it. They're not going to pay money for it anymore. Right. And it's a weird shift. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like you're going to find, like, the $200 Beatles record anymore. Right. Yeah, it's so rare with the internet and eBay and stuff. Yeah, that's eBay's another thing the... that fucks with it. Yeah. Do you stream music at all? Not really. No. Did you ever get into like the the iPod thing or anything like that? I have a uh, I have an MP3 player. I do yeah. like yeah, but um, I like it just to have it all in your pocket there. But uh, I always have the hard copy. I don't I don't download anything that I don't have a hard copy of. But, yeah, yeah, I love the artwork and all the stuff. Yeah, that's the best. I think that's there's a a few new albums that I have bought, you know, like stuff that has come out even as recent as this year Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll get it on vinyl Mm -hmm. and it's still like the presentation is so minimal because thought just doesn't go into it anymore. They know that the majority of their sales are going to be online. So it's like you have a cool album cover and then that's it. Mm -hmm. It was a fucking bummer. And I love the liner notes too, because that's you know when I write the books and stuff, I always put discographies in there. You know, I want to know who's playing on each song, who wrote this song, who, you know, who the trumpet player is on this song. I want to know that. <laughs> and, um, definitely, yeah. definitely a rare breed. Yep. I don't know. I mean, did you ever? Do you? Uh, what's the What's the question? I guess like you're, you are where you want to be in life right now like do you feel like you've like you're just sticking with like your hobbies and your interests and just going with it like yeah was there ever any other like other picture was there ever a time when like you were like okay maybe i'll be jason martinko the the health insurance agent or something like lame like that (laughs) like like being like a 
like a quote like real adult no yeah i'm always gonna do the things i love to do and i wish i could make more money at it but i'm not gonna do it the way you have to do it to make money i'm just gonna do what i want so i guess i get what i deserve i guess (laughs) (laughs) i wonder uh i guess we can probably start wrapping up reasonably soon we're coming up on an hour so that's where i like to stop cool but uh with working at how long have you worked at guitar center about three years now okay um now there's a lot of like technological advancements in like all audio gear across the board like Mm -hmm. you know like from the stuff that you could do with recording to uh like the pedals you can buy and all the like built-in like you know it's a crazy all the shit that exists to make being a musician easier right and i wonder like how has like being in that environment every day uh related to like you pursuing like your personal music being something that's more stripped down and basic and seeking out music that's basic like do you find yourself annoyed with like all of these like advancements and things being really easy and like knowing that like so much shit is auto-tuned and quantized that like fuck, like, I want to hear stuff that's real. I want to hear the one mic in the middle of the room. Yeah. Like, you have a hard time, like, selling that shit to people sometimes, or, like... Oh, well, I work, back in, like? I work back in the warehouse now. I, I, okay. I stopped doing sales, so, um... Yeah. Yeah, but working there definitely made me, yeah, want to go back to being more acoustic and just playing with the one mic. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing all that stuff, yeah, I... Did you know about a lot of that stuff before you started working there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But yeah, it's not what I'm into. I, I never used effects pedals or any kind of effects or anything. I just I just want it to sound like what it sounds like when you play it. And, you know, simple and basic. Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's still super interesting to me that you have all of these, like, you're really interested in, like, like, uh, very advanced like as far as like filming goes like 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 cool i'm sure you really like crazy practical effects and yeah and all this stuff like you shouldn't be able to do that with the limited read like what you have and that's nuts but then like with music it's just like i want to hear it basically yeah well i don't like a lot of cgi and computer effects and stuff either i I like that to be pretty pretty basic too well i guess in a weird way you could compare like cgi to uh like a pedal board with mm-hmm. the size of a floor like yeah all like just the easy way you know and i like I, even if it looks worse i just like it to be <laughs> just real <laughs> just real and raw yeah this fucking cable are you serious i think we'll be fine i think my cable keeps cutting out a little bit if it did i'm sorry to anybody that's listening but is there anything that you want to talk about or plug or anything that I'll probably like do a little bit of research and like get any links to like your Amazon things okay. and stuff and I'll post it on the yeah on the shit yeah all my books and uh, movies and stuff are all is there like a web like one hub of a website that has all of your no I, you, you should I probably have, do that yeah I had one I, I, quit, <laughs> I quit paying for it. But, uh, <laughs> Um, everything I have for sale is on Amazon. If you just look, put my name in Amazon, it, it all comes up. It's okay. all on there. Um, but yeah, I guess Facebook's like the easiest way to contact me. Just look me up on there and message me. But, um, yeah, we don't have a band website anymore. There's a, a Facebook page. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Hey, 
All right, yeah, I'll, I'll put all the links and the stuff in there. So, cool. hey, thanks for letting me come over. This is a cool Bye. room. There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> sure, man. Like, thank you. It's funny. Uh, we uh, anytime I have people over and recording, I find like their eyes like drifting around a lot, like oh, just looking at everything that's in the room. And now it's like I'm in that position. I'm like <laughs> trying to hold a conversation with you, and I'm just like looking over, and I'm just like, oh man. Bruce Lee collection on DVD, sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, thanks for having, thanks for doing it. And oh heck yeah, man! Thank cool. you. All right, and we will wrap it up now. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Jason is a really good dude. It's you know wild to catch up with him after all these years. See what he's been up to and fucking awesome guy doing a lot of cool stuff i i fuck with it i like it a lot so yeah be sure to check out all of the links that i have provided on the episode description to check out his book his music his movies and all that stuff it's all there take it in it's worth it as always i should be back next week with another new episode same time same place same channel You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.